still fades. Oh my god. I never washed it once. Come and drink. Rise, you workers of salvation. Family. Back together again. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. We are back together again. We are, aren't we? Family. It's what brings us together. Together. Two love, two widows. Two widows. Two widows. Two widows. Oh my god. This is our second time talking about this film. Yeah. And I think it's one might say too soon. Griffin. Me, not so much. Yeah, well I don't even you don't even know if that's true. I don't even know if that's true. That is how I felt about it. That's how I felt about it when before we watched the movie. I was like, do I still has it been long enough? Because this is the first time that we're redoing a movie that we when we first watched it, did an episode on. Um, but that was almost two years ago. And look, we both firmly believe that the theater experience cannot be trusted. No. Or not, it can't be trusted. It can't, like, no, that's well, it can't be genuine. Trusted. And there are different things that you see on a rewatch, especially at home. For sure. No, it is, it's inherently different. Anybody that has listened to more than like two episodes of this knows that I have a habit of, you know, really, really loving most movies directly out of the theater, and it's not until um, enough time has passed or with a rewatch that I realize where some of the cracks are that I had glossed over because I was so fucking pumped up. And for Black Widow, this was the first theater MCU movie that we saw um, after COVID. Well, you know, very much mid-COVID. What about Spider-Man? No, Spider-Man was after this. Oh. Wait, which, which Spider-Man do you mean? No Way Home, right? Yeah, that was in December. Any Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, any, <laughs> any Spider-Man. Well, the Far From Home, that was in 2019. So there was, okay. there was like a two-year gap between Marvel movies that we saw in theaters. And we saw this one at a movie theater in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, while we were in town for a wedding. Great way to great way to spend some time. And we time. saw it with other people, which was only embarrassing because I like sobbed during the movie. A lot of tears. There were significantly less tears at home. Were there any tears? Did you? Get... I welled up twice. Okay. At the do you remember if it was at the same places where you well, cried during the the theatrical viewing? In the theatrical viewing, I cried basically from the time they sat down for dinner until like they go up to the red room. Okay. That's fair. Pretty much that whole time. I mean, that is the best, like, that and might just be the best part of the movie. I teared up at them singing American Pie. Sure. And then at the end, at the post-cred scene. Right, right. Which I also cried a lot. When I thought I was through it. Yeah. I thought I was like, nope. the other side. Actually, fuck you. In the theater. Um, no one else cried in the theater viewing. Well, none of our group. You don't know if anyone else was secretly Right, but sobbing. I'm just saying, like, I was having a very different experience, and we don't normally go to movies with other people. I actually don't really like going to movies with other people. It's not, to me, a group activity. Like, watching a movie is basically a solo activity. Pretty much. <laughs> um, and I just, 
I don't want anyone to look at me or talk to me. <laughs> you had to like put like a little curtain up between your seats, like horse blinders on everybody else. Um, which is nothing about the people that we were with. Uh, they also didn't really like it as much, and so I was kind of annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we they were not as enthralled. But. So what I think I want to do is go back through my notes that I took post-theater viewing, which for most theater movies that we watch, I don't take a ton of notes. I try to, like, bang some out right afterward. But this was the first one uh, for the pod that we watched in a theater, so my technique wasn't quite there yet. You're really good about taking notes after we watch, after we, like, leave the theater most times. Yeah, a little bit. But, again, we were with other people, so we were, like, talking and stuff. Like, I don't know if I really did a good job of, like, taking notes immediately after. Yeah, we, like, pieced out, like, went to a bar immediately, so. Also, I'm not saying that I'm going to stand by what I said last time. I'm also not going to say, like, I'm not going to completely repeat myself again. Sure. I'm a loose cannon. You are. Fucking go crazy. No one knows what to expect. (laughs) You got to keep them guessing. Keep them on their toes, baby. Well... So here's like a a loose rundown of how I seem to have felt about it two years ago. Um, I said the opening was, oh. Can we, time out. Are we not doing a a a recap? Are we? Huh? I'm not doing all of my notes. Okay. I'm going to try not to do all of my notes. But the main, I'm going to hit the main points that I think I like am interested in like revisiting. Uh, I thought the opening was fantastic. Uh, Very American. So it was incredible. Uh, Rick Mason, total fake out. I uh, was wondering what his deal was again, watching it again. I'm like, yeah, like what's up with that? Did something change? Um, the mind control scheme uh, plot was interesting and not what I expected. Um, the red room escape sequence felt very like mission impossibly with the heist as well as some other parts of the movie. Um, and the ending was kind of funky. And I think one of my things was like this, and I won't even bother saying it again because everybody says it. This should have come out earlier, and it was kind of hamstrung by its release time. Um, also, what's his name? Like, like died. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. William Hurt. Yeah. I mean, you like could, not like I don't think they could have redone anything. He he if he hadn't he, already yeah, died, he, he, he was very he was, ill for sure. Like he was walking in a cane with a cane in this movie, and that's. Yeah, that was very much like an IRL illness. And I think they were planning on doing something else with him. Yeah. But they couldn't. Right. So I'm not going to fault that part of the ending. No, no, not at all. Like, I, I get it. And that's why, like, clearly that's why we have Harrison Ford playing his character now because they weren't, they weren't done so with him. so odd. Yet. So weird. So I don't weird. support it. I mean, I guess I'm willing to see it. I mean, it is what it is, but. you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm coming I, in not liking it. I'm not banging out all of my other notes, but okay. that's what I had. I don't feel the need to go back. Okay. I'm moving forward. That's fine. Like Rachel Weiss, I don't like to dwell on the past. No, but she's also a terrible person, kind of, isn't she? You know, I don't think so, Griff. Oh, okay. Can we talk about this? I don't feel the need to go in order for this for these commentaries, unless you think we should. As I mean, my notes are structured in that way, but I can I can be a loose cannon <laughs> for my early. <laughs> well, I wanted statement. to I wanted to talk about this because it is something that I took a note on. Yeah, um, I can go out during that dinner table scene. Well, my first note is about Rachel Weiss because, like, we see her as a mom, and I think that's important. Yeah, she's a multifaceted character, 
And I think it's really interesting that we see her like she is as you know, she's playing her role as this sleeper agent doing a good job of like being a mom to Nat and Yelena. But yeah, like when we see her later and she's like forcing a pig to stop breathing and apparently is like completely in the dark about like why she is doing like her like life's work since now, since then has been like dedicated to building this mind control thing. And to me, it appears that she never really like contemplated what that was being used for. Is that like, is that wrong? Is there like, did they like address that like shortly after in the movie? And I just like didn't pay attention to it. Cause I'm like, she's like, I had no idea that like it was being used on the black widow. She, so it depends who you believe. Sure. She says that she didn't, which I think is bullshit. Right. And Alexi's like, tell the truth. But like, what does he really know? Yeah. He calls her the architect behind it and is like bolstering her up. And she's, like, downplaying it. So I'm guessing it's somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think she knew it was used on Yelena. Yeah. And would she have felt bad about it if it wasn't? No. Yeah. So I have some questions. No, I mean, I don't think she would have done anything differently even if she had known it was Yelena. Yeah. Is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the vibe that I was getting. But we don't... It's not really dwelled on that much. I mean, we do, like, obviously... Uh, Melina is like talking to Nat and is like, how did you like keep your heart? Basically. She knows that she's like, that was another tearful moment. Yeah. I mean, that was like really, really sweet. And it's like, it tells you, it informs like a lot about her character. Yeah. Well, what I wanted to say about the beginning is like, so yeah, she's playing this like role of mom. And later when we meet her, it's like, she's not, I wouldn't even think that she was capable of that. Like, yeah. it's, like, such a high-level acting. And then and I was like, did I have this thought already, or is this a new thought? Is it is the beginning an unreliable narrator? Is this Nat's memory of it, which is not reliable? Or even better, like, Yelena's, because she's the one that has, like, such the staunch idea of that being, like, a real it's family. It's movie. Well, sure. Like... Are we supposed to be thinking of this like it wasn't exactly as picturesque as it as it was being portrayed, or is what we're getting like what happened? I think it's a really interesting lens of looking at it because they're both like so high level parenting, like they're both like really kind with them, even like. Alexi, who's supposed to be, like, not interested in this whole, like, job, is, like, really sweet and kind, even when he's, like, manipulating them at the end to, like, so they can get, like, knocked out. He's, like, doing, like, a real parenting thing. Mm -hmm. Like, he's getting down to their level and stuff. So, like, I don't know if they're just supposed to be, like, that good as spies, because, like, I don't believe that he is, I I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, because... Part of my, one of the problems that I have with the movie is like the presentation of Alexi later on. Like as, you know, when we see him as like a drunk and he's like slobbish in prison and he's just complaining about how he doesn't get to be the red guardian anymore. And he's like, the joke is like, he's fat. He doesn't fit into his suit anymore. But I'm like, clearly at some point he was like competent and he was trusted and he was good at his job because they managed to make this American situation that they were in in Ohio work for a long time without being caught. Three years. Yeah. But like. I don't, when we see Alexi and Melina's like, yeah, like you don't, like you're an idiot. And that's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, how was this guy ever that guy? 
I don't know, because he, he turns into the comic relief later in the movie. Right. And it, it's hard for me to, because I really liked the little bit of presentation that we see at the beginning. Yeah. Like, he is extremely competent. He reminds me, I will keep talking oh, about yeah, the, Americans. the Americans. It reminds me of, like, Philip from the Americans. Like, he is, he's he can be good at, like, doing his dad thing. He's better than Philip was, though. But he has, like, that edge to him. And I was like, that's yeah, fucking cool. for sure. But, and then, like, later they're just like, you're an idiot. Like, and... I kind of feel like it's it's a unreliable. Nar- I've decided I think it's an unreliable narrator. I like the that beginning. take on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they obviously like got the job done, but like it. Involved- well, I guess he was supposed to bring down the factory, but that would have been really interesting if that had been like you know like real, like acknowledged. Uh, then like you could have had like Nat and Yelena like reminiscing about stuff, and then talk to Melina and Alexi, and they'd be like. What are you talking about? Like, here's like what was going on. Like when, like maybe you guys were having like a good time, but like we're like fucking stressing all the time. And like you don't, you guys just don't remember that part of it. Like it also, wasn't they all don't have sunshine. anything to compare it to. Like anything is better from the situation, especially that Nat was in. Yeah. So to her, like them being a you know blustering, ha- quote unquote, happy family is like the alternative to being raised in the red room. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but so like then thinking about like the dinner scene and Melina, who I do think is the most interesting character, like she feels stunted like the whole time, like, which I don't know if I really like recognize the first time watching is that like, she almost can't like move past like this, maturity mm-hmm. where it's like things are black and white like there is no nuance like I'm doing a job like that's my job to do that I don't I care about the science I don't care about the implications because I'm not like li- like emotionally mature enough to handle it like the way that she talks is very robotic which I think is like a very intentional choice by Rachel Weiss. yeah and I think it's really interesting and yeah it is interesting because she has been you know, presumably we don't we don't get a lot filled in on like what she's been doing. Obviously, like, Alexi was in this prison, but has Melina just been like, doing this stuff the whole time? Probably yes. Um, yeah, and yet she has not been adjusted to kind of like life as a civilian one bit. And even though like Nat, she's not a civilian. She's not. But Are like, you talking about Rachel White? Yeah, no, she's not a civilian. But like, yeah, I just I'm I'm going long winded and just agreeing with you that that's. It is, like, an interesting uh, aspect of her character. I also agree that she's probably, like, the most, like, fascinating one. Because she was apparently content to continue doing her job until she was directly confronted not only with the fact that it's kind of fucked up, but it's also, like, affecting basically, like, her daughter. And if that hadn't happened, she probably would have just, like, continue mind-controlling pigs until I die. Also, I think it's interesting, like... So she says, like, to Nat, like, what you said, like, how did you protect your heart? Which she, like, clearly didn't. Like, she created, like, um, she compartmentalized herself, it seems. Which is kind of giving her an excuse, I guess. But, like, I do think that she, like, created this, like, barrier where she's not feeling things. And so that way, there's, there's, like, such high-level acting during this, like, dinner scene where... Every time Alexi says, like, we're a family, Nat goes, we're not a family. 
they turn they the camera pans you see Florence Pugh react every single time that she says it she says it about like six times at the dinner table like it wasn't real we weren't a real family and she's like shutting down Alexi not really to Florence Pugh so like Florence Pugh's acting in the background is incredible before she like has her breaking moment but then also like at the beginning Melina says like if she asks it as a question which I noticed this time it was really interesting she's like well, we were only doing that for three years and it was a mission, so we can't consider that a family, right? Like, she asks it in this, like, way that it's, like, I can't let myself think that either because that would break what's that, whatever I'm doing to, like, do. Like, I, I can't, I'm not capable of that kind of emotion, basically, is how I took it. Yeah, yeah. And both her and Nat are so, like, jaded and how they were raised that, like, for them, they can't even admit that it was real because that's like a weakness as well. Yeah, yeah. I like your I like your insights into this a lot because yeah, that's there is like there's so much at play there. Like even though they all came from like you kind of say like the general same background of like this program, they've all handled it in such different ways. And I guess you know Elena's the only one that's actually been exposed to this. The mind control, right? Like, Nat didn't have that. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that adds, like, another layer to it. Like, she's, she's like, on her own. Like, she's dealing with her own thing. Um, <clears throat> I also was going to say about the movie in general, like, I really liked it at the time, but I was, I think I was pretty critical of the ending and, like, kind of the silly stuff with the mind control but I think seeing it again like I felt like a lot more grace towards the movie in general like I liked it even more the second time actually like I wasn't as emotionally moved by it but I thought that like that stuff I think I was taking the movie really seriously when we saw it in theaters like it was like the first Marvel movie in a long time it was like this big female thing so like there was a lot of weight on it that I was like putting on it myself and it had to be like it had to be so many things and now also seeing so many Marvel movies try and be so many things and fail at it like seeing a movie that like kind of just does it directly like this movie does I find it I I really appreciated it yeah because I think they succeeded at, at like like what they tried to do. I thought the, especially the first like maybe hour and 45 minutes of this movie is like an incredible film that doesn't get like any recognition in the, in the MCU. I do wonder like what a lot of people that didn't like the movie when it came out, because it was, you know, it, it was like well received, but there were like a lot of, a lot of people that were just like, just like started painting on it or they just like weren't fans. They're were, like, I don't eh. think it was that well received. Well, uh, I think a lot of people shit on it. Wikipedia says it was positively received. So I'm just uh, going off that. But yeah, well, what I was going to say is like, yeah, I I guess you're right. There were a lot of people like shitting on it, especially at the time. Including you. That's not true. I feel like going into this, you were like rolling your eyes at the movie because you had like eaten up the the hate on it. Mm, The internet hate. My... My feelings on it are pretty much the same in that, like, I love the first two-thirds of the movie, and then I think it just doesn't hold up. Like, the ending just, like, drops the ball a little bit, and they they do, like, what Jen Walters and She-Hulk says, that every Marvel movie ends the same. They couldn't, they couldn't resist it, in my opinion. Yeah. But I do think that there are a lot of, like you said, like... It's, I agree that the ending's not perfect. But like you said, like, they, they... It's, like, straightforward. Like, they get to it. Kind of like what you're saying, and now, like you also said, there have been like a lot of failed attempts 
in at the recent Marvel movies, like honestly, their track record lately has been bad. And I do wonder if people have like reevaluated like in that context, like maybe for a lot of people, Black Widow like wasn't up to snuff with where we were at, like pre Endgame, like that lead up because that was like all bangers all the time. But it's still a good movie. Um, and I, I just think that people that put it at like at the bottom of the bin for the MCU are like, I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? Because even even not even uh, saying post Endgame stuff like I would rather watch this than Thor two or like Incredible Hulk or Iron Man two like we're not oh even yeah the, the first like the first Thor like that's this is an exciting movie even if I do have problems with it like okay so why don't you lay out more what your problems are okay with it? yeah so uh, one of my early notes which I've already made the the Americans comparison in the first 10 minutes, like a billion times, the first 10 minutes of the movie and the first 10 minutes of this episode. But, um, I really liked how it was approaching it because it was, it was really cool seeing like this like spy vibe, which we hadn't seen in a Marvel movie before. And then we get like the little tidbits of like Alexi having the super strength by like casually like throwing like a dumpster out of the way of the plane. Uh, we have, like, the old-school S.H.I.E.L.D. SUVs, and he's, like, on the plane of the wing, and yeah. I'm like, this is fucking great. Love it. Also, didn't that scene, when we saw it in theaters, seem like it was going on so long? Yeah. Like, it felt so long, and then in this, it was, like, five I was like, oh, minutes. yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, the tension in theater was so incredible. Yeah, fantastic opening. So, like, I really loved that, and I, like, the credit sequence. Um, so unique. Still, yeah, even though I'm still not, I'm, like, 90% on the Nirvana song, well, like, 10%, like, eh, but 90% there. Loved that. Um, and I thought it was doing, like, a really I cool... I thought you loved including a Nirvana song. Well, I'll give you that. Why is it okay in the Batman, but not in this? Because in the, in the Batman, they just, like, used the song. They didn't do, like, a, a moody, like, cover of it. They just did it, which I kind of respect. Oh, right. I forgot that this was, like... Yeah. But you did bring that up a lot last time. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um... Yeah, so I, I just really liked the the tone that it had, like, early on. Um, and I just think, like, the fight uh, between Yelena and Nat, like, when they're in that apartment and they're getting chased afterward, um, like, that was all great. And I was like, I'm getting, like, it's, like, lower key. We're, like, staying grounded. We don't have any, like, super crazy shit going on. Like, yes, Were you even able to get over some of the CGI's? The CGI? I mean, yes, yes. I don't even feel like uh, harping on it because even I'm sick of me hearing me talk but, about like, it. But, like, did you – I, like, didn't even notice that stuff. Just a little bit. But, again, compared to some of the other stuff that they've got going on, it's perfectly fine. Um, I, I think – Like with the tank. The tank seemed a bit much. tank is a little goofy. I think I, they shouldn't have done a tank. I think I was like they were – sometimes it felt like they were trying to go Bond or Mission Impossible, but they ended up fast and furious – yeah, it felt very James Bond, the first, the beginning of the... Actually, the whole thing felt very James Bond, yeah. more than Mission Impossible to me. Yeah, except I, for the, the masks, you know, that's super Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, the present day, we're also seeing, like, Nat flex her spy skills, which is cool. Like, her like her little beginning scene mm-hmm. as, like, an adult is great. Um. And I, yeah, I wish that they had done a little bit more, like, subtle fights because she is supposed to be a spy and it's, like, under the radar. Right, which is, that's why I have the biggest issue with, like, 
the red room being a floating fortress and then exploding and they're fighting as they're falling out of the sky. Like as an action set piece, like, yeah, okay. Like fucking great. Like go big or go home. But for the beginning of the movie, like that's not where I ever would have guessed it had gone. I would have loved more of like a conspiracy plot with Drakov and the other widows because they talk about how they're infiltrated. The widows, they, yeah. Oh, they could bring down empires and stuff. It's like, well, why, why couldn't we have based a movie around them having to like stop the widows from like executing some plot. They're not, the widows aren't doing anything the entire movie. They're like, chasing them or they're training. That's like what Florence is about to go off and do. And then like, we don't even get to see that. Exactly. I don't think we're ever going to get to see like Florence Pugh doing her, like release the widows thing. I don't think they're interested in telling that story. That story would be so interesting. So yeah, I, I just think that there are, there's like, there's a really cool opportunity for them to like really commit to the spy thriller thing. And like, that's like what, it, what people always say about like Captain America, the winter soldier being like on that like lower key level, which it was, but even they couldn't resist like doing like the helicarrier shooting each other down. But I just think like if we had, you know, just shunted all of that stuff, like I don't give a shit about like the red room as like a, a physical entity. It's more about like the establishment and like, yeah, I thought actually like the floating above thing was like, I, I actually liked all the technology stuff more in this, this time through, except for the pheromones thing. I thought that was kind of silly, but like the brain stuff and all that, I thought, and I think I actually might've said this last time too, like it felt like very realistic in terms of like where direction is going, especially like right now with AI and stuff like, like, and like the big brother aspect of it, like him watching all of them and being able to control them, like with a click of the button felt like realistic future technology that's being developed in yeah. a very scary way. Yeah, for sure. Like all this like health tech quote unquote that you're like wearing and it can like measure your body temperature and like all that stuff. Like, I think there's a, a high possibility of that being manipulated in the future. Sure. Yeah. There are people that are going to try. And I guess that's that's kind of like why I was like, there there were so many opportunities for it to be like a cool plot device that like maybe they team up with some other widows that they find. It's like, oh, actually one of them's like still pheromone locked and they like find that out and it's like a thing. And it's just more like Drakov not being like Lord of this flying fortress, but like he's gone like deep underground and like, is has already infiltrated these places and they have to like prevent a bombing or an assassination or something while also like trying to save the widows instead of killing them. I just think that like that, that it feels like it could have been like a born thing rather yeah. than a, a big Marvel ending thing. I don't know how they would have killed Drake off in a satisfactory way though. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That is a good question. I mean, I also, honestly... Unless it had been Molina that killed him. Yeah. That would be the only satisfying thing. Yeah. yeah like, I wouldn't I have been satisfied if Scarlet had done it or Flo. No, no. I think I think you're right that it would have to be Molina. And also, like, yeah, so I, I, like, I enjoy this movie, but I wish that they would have committed harder to, like, the spy espionage part of it because it's really fascinating and we didn't spend enough time. Like, I would have loved a bit more time with Yelena as a widow. Yeah. And maybe she like, gets turned really fast. Maybe Scarlet, maybe Nat encounters her when she's like mind controlled. And then we go from there or something. 
Yeah, because I and I I feel I I hate saying this. I feel like I brought this up last time. Um, that like it's confusing why Nat has so much animosity towards uh, Yelena when they first meet. Like I get that she might not trust her because she doesn't know like where she's at, but like she's kind of like, well, I didn't think you'd want to see me. Like, why are you being? like moody towards her yeah like like i know you feel bad because you did fuck up but she didn't do anything to you like Like, why are you act like she's acting like they had encountered before mm -hmm. and that like maybe yelena did something i I think the movie struggles a little bit sometimes under the weight of like having to like retroactively create these relationships Lawrence Pugh, yeah. yeah So they they try their best, but yeah, sometimes there are like some cracks where it's like I do feel like I missed a previous installment of this series. I think I appreciated more this time too, like some of the jokes about like Nat being famous, Mm -hmm. like because I think more of the movies are playing with that concept of like fame, Um, and I didn't really enjoy it the first time we watched. I thought those were dumb jokes, but I I liked it more that they all like know that she's like famous and are like making fun of her for it. Yeah. Cause like, of course you would. Like it's I think everyone in universe thinks like the the Avengers thing is kinda corny. Like it's yeah. kinda cool, but it is kinda goofy. So like well, and of course I, they're gonna give her some shit for it. Especially like it like coming from like this like Russian mentality of like, you know, country country first and all that stuff. And Alex even says like You've just like turned it in for you've just switched it for Western culture. Like they a couple of them kind of make that argument. I think it's like a really good point. Yeah. Like, yeah, what it what is it any different? Like who's deciding that they're the good guys? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like um I just thought it was a good point. It's some real shit. Like you're just you're still indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. And like just look so. at what happened with Shield and right. Hydra. Like it's always something. Like, don't, don't be all high and mighty about it. Right. Which, like, I don't think she is. And I don't think they realize, like, what she gave up when she went against them. Like, they don't even know about that. No, no. And she's or not, care. She's not volunteering that information either. I picked up on a couple other things. Um, like, I, you might have picked up on this the first time about uh, the tie-in with the Winter Soldier. That um, the lab that they steal this from at the beginning, it's like North Star Labs or something like that. And they say like that's where they were developing the Winter Soldier tech. Oh. Um, oh. Well, if I said it, I don't remember it. Which was, I thought was really interesting because it is kind of similar, like the brainwashing that they do on Bucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is like just taking it up a level. Yep. It's, it's all the Soviet scientists. They never went away. Um, I want to talk about Rick Mason and Taskmaster. So I mentioned this certainly uh, in the original episode. We talked about this a lot, I think. Okay, well, I'll try not to repeat. You know, in case you all have you know listened to the episodes back to back. So this guy, he's introduced as like a confidant of Natasha's. Um, He's like he's a guy that you go to to get what you need. He knows safe houses. He can get you transportation. He can get you supplies. and so the whole time... He's a mover and a shaker. He is. Cool guy. Just sleeps a lot. And he had been, you know, this, this actor whose name I cannot pronounce, his first name's O.T., um, 
He was like announced to be in the movie. Didn't really say who he was. His character poster is just like him in a jacket. But that character is a character, isn't it? Yeah, he's a guy. Rick Mason's a, a Marvel Comics character. That pops up. Yeah. But everyone like thought that like, oh, well, this dude's obviously Taskmaster because they haven't told us who Taskmaster is. And even though Olga Kirilenko had been cast, I don't think anybody knew who she was going to be playing. So he just pops up a handful of times throughout the movie um, and doesn't really like do anything of note. Like, he's just kind of, like, a plot device for Natasha to get yeah, places. Yeah, I'm like, why are we setting up a love interest when we know what happens? She's She gets on that Quinjet, and she, like, dies, like, a year later. Like, we don't... It's disrespectful. <laughs> it is. Like, what was the point of that? I, I, and I, I genuinely wonder if there was, like, an early draft of this movie where there was some sort of twist there. But I also am like, it seems like the Dracov's daughter thing is pretty well built into the script, so, like... What was the point of this? I think they wanted him for other movies and thought this would be a good back-end way of introducing him and, like, showing that he's, like, been around for a while. And then maybe he got written out of other, like, newer stuff. But, like, it seemed like they wanted to set him up as an established guy that's known for, like, trust. Like, he seems like someone that would have popped up in... Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show. Yeah, he should have. I mean, at the rate that... Well, Which that came he out might first. in the Never movie. <laughs> I, f- oh, I always yeah. forget that. Maybe he uh, will yeah. in one of that, Thunderbolts, like that movie. Maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I just like... It was so weird. At the rate that Marvel's going, that we're not going to see him for another eight years. But... so, And that also leads into... Um, I would, I would actually be pretty confident in saying that most people's problem with this movie, or maybe like most like Marvel comics people's problem with this movie is Taskmaster because this version of Taskmaster is like not a character. Like I don't remember her name. I'm literally have forgotten her name. Draco's daughter. What is her name? Antonia. Antonia. And we, so we get like the backstory on like what happened. Wow, just pulled that you out. did. Props to you, because I was not going to ever remember it. Um, we get these moments where, like, we get a bit of the Budapest flashbacks, which is a crime. We should have gotten more of that, and Hawkeye should have been in the movie in a flashback. I wanted that, too, even though there was no room for it. Jer's busy. Jer Bear. You can't just pick him up at a dime. I mean, we got his voice in it, you know, so at least there's that. We did. Yeah. Um, he's, like, on the radio, like, being, like... Oh, is that him? Yeah. He's, like, oh, is this... I don't know. He like asked her a question like before they blow up the building. No, I think it was him. And, um, you know, Taskmaster and like all the other Marvel media that I've seen, he's like a weird witty guy. Like in the Spider-Man video game, he's like, Oh, Taskmaster. I'm going to, I'm going to like learn all your stuff and like, you can't get away from me. He's like a contract killer. He is an antagonist. Yeah. Like he always is. And that's, but his like thing is like, it's not like a faceless entity. Like he, he is a guy. Um, With a personality. Yeah. I think his last name is Masters, which is a bit much. Maybe Tony. So you have the Antonia Tony. Um, but it is, it's kind of a shame that, like, the the plot dictates that Antonia, like, be a robot, literally. Because in one way, it works as, like, Taskmaster is, like, this threatening entity that just, like, follows you, but also, like, will just, like divert its attention at the last minute between like trying to kill you and picking up a suitcase full of chemicals. Like very threatening. But 
at the same time, like when they have like these fight scenes stuff, I'm like, damn, like I wish this was like an actual character who like speaks. I also think it's dumb that they're they're trying to like trick you during the movie because they refer to him as a him mm-hmm. when every other person that Dracoff employs is a woman. Right. Like we know he doesn't trust men. I guess he has an inferiority like... complex. That's why <laughs> yes. he put Alexi in prison because he's a man. True. He doesn't trust them, no, nor he should not. he. Well, yeah, probably not. But you got a good point there. They're like, well, if it's not, like, why wouldn't that person just be a black widow? Surely it's not a woman in that suit. That wouldn't make any sense. I'm so like, it, I get it. We wanted a big reveal. Yeah. But I also, I feel like it falls a little bit flat just because they, they hammer it in so much that, like, she's not dead. Like, from the minute they first talk about it, Elena's like, did you check? Also, like, I even more, like, I said this at the beginning last time, and I feel more strongly about it. Like, I don't get why Yelena cares if the daughter died, honestly. Like. Why should she? Why is she invested? She's probably never met her. She was a deep widow at the time. Like. Yeah, I don't. Like, it was just so contrived anger about trying to make Nat feel guilty. Yeah. And I'm like, she doesn't need Yelena doing that. Nat could have just come up with that on her own, being like, I have to tell you something. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, Elena, like, her sense of morality, I'm like, I don't know. Like, obviously, you were mind controlled. You probably cut a lot she's of people. She's, like, building it. But then, like, after that, go. she's like, I'm going to go work for Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, like, try to kill Hawkeye and just, like, be a contract killer again. I'm like, right. well, she probably thinks she's doing the right thing. She does think she's doing the right thing, but I'm like, come on. She's also so, like, self-assured with her, like, views, and it's, like, while she's saying, like, I don't know what it's like to make decisions and stuff like that, I'm like, I wouldn't be as decisive. I wouldn't be as judgmental as you're being. Like, you had free will for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Like, you're being (laughs) really judgmental about her killing one girl. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And she didn't even do it. To to try and kill Dracoff, who you should be happy that she tried to do that. Mm. Get off your high horse, Elena. Yeah. I don't mean to be dumping on the movie. I just, you know, got some got some things I need to poke. Well, what did you really like this time that you didn't the last time? I think I I, th- I feel like I walked away with more like appreciation for like the family dynamic this time. Like all of the dinner stuff, I just feel like I I enjoyed it for the first watch, but I don't think it stuck with me. I feel like it went over you. You were kind of like, I don't get why you're so emotional. A little bit. I mean, I definitely wasn't crying or welling up, but this time I was like, okay. Like, because that's like where the heart of the movie is. That's what I'm, that's what I've been saying. I know. And I've never been like, you're wrong. But I think on this watch, like, I just understood that more. And I, I was like willing to like give it like a bit more grace and like the stuff I was upset about with like Alexi and all and Melina and like understanding those characters because like it doesn't even though like I have my problems, I don't need it all to be laid out for me. And I I liked it a lot this time and I I appreciated like the story that they were telling better this time around, I think. The accents are still tough to get behind for everybody. Yeah. Especially Dracoff. He's doing like a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, that was weird. Um I kinda wish that they had just been like, guys, don't do the accents. Like, Scarlett Johansson doesn't do the accent. You guys can just... Well, it's funny, again, going back to, um, you know, was it real or was it, like, her, you know, version of it? They're all doing perfect American accents. 
in the beginning. And like now Alexi can't use like English grammar correctly. Melina doesn't like they they talk in a Russian accent like they don't know the English language. Like they're Mm. using grammar incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't even want to say an example because it'll come off like bad. But like (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like they. They turned them into like stereotypical like Russians, but I'm like they're. But like they're... you were doing perfect American accents before. Yeah, what happened? They got really stupid over like the couple of decades since we <laughs> saw them. Apparently, like I get, yeah, you're not using it all the time. Like you probably aren't remembering every, but they're also like allegedly top tier spies. Like mm-hmm. you don't lose that, especially someone like Molina. I would right. think that, but so I. And I guess, like, Florence is, like, she reverted back, I guess. But, like, she's also a spy that's going around the world. Like, she should be able to, like, do an American accent. And then it's like, well, why should they have to do an American accent for this movie? They should be speaking. They would just be speaking Russian the whole time, let's be honest. They should have just done that. That would have been interesting. Get Get people used to subtitles. But I really liked this director, going back to things we liked. Yeah, um, I looked her up on Wikipedia because you asked if I'd ever heard of her as Kate Shortland, and no, this is only her fourth movie, and I've never heard of the other ones. Has she gone on to do anything else? Mm-mm. Why not? Because her gaps between all of her movies are like five to eight years. She's also Australian, so the other oh, movies that she's God. done, I've just, I've, they're not even actors that I've heard of. They probably were not really released here because two of them were like in the early 2000s. I do kind of wonder where Marvel finds these directors sometimes. I just really enjoyed it, uh, like, her take on it. Yeah. No, I think they picked a good director for it. Which I didn't, I don't feel like I gave her props last time. Yeah. Well, here's your props, Kate. Kate Even, like, Kate the, them falling off the building, like, fight scenes were, it was, like, cool. Yeah. I mean, look, even though, like, I didn't like how the plot went, like, I... Yeah, I liked how, like, ridiculously like, over the top it was. Like, them, they're, like, sliding on pieces of glass in the sky. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, in a video game. I fucking love it. It's, it, yeah. is, it is objectively kind of cool. Like, just, like, paratrooping and skydiving and, like, shooting guns while you're skydiving, of course. Like, it's cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. And also, like, Taskmaster's, like, skill set is just really cool, too. Um, and I just... If they hadn't taken like this take on the character, they could have had a bit more fun with him being like, oh, Her. like, oh, yeah, excuse me. Sorry. I'm really buying into it, huh? Because um, we see her using, like, the Black Panther claws and, like, swinging on something kind of like Spider-Man and, like, using yeah. the shield. I'm like, oh, it's so, it's so cool. But they, like, they kind of, like, brushed by it because they don't, I guess they didn't want to be, like, too on the nose about it. But I'm like, Taskmaster is, like, really fucking cool. So I liked that. Um... I think they oh. she utilized the fact that like Scar uh, uh, I keep doing I know, that too, which I is confusing know. with Scarlet Witch. Otherwise, I would normally just say their actors in um, Nat and Flo and all uh, <laughs> Yelena um, can't shorten Yelena are able to do pretty much anything. Like, so this situation that they're in, like, you, as crazy as it is, they're, like, so trained that you can just put them in any situation. And so for that reason, I'm, like, I'm kind of glad they went with, like, this big thing because, like, we're showing, like, how resourceful they are because that's what they've been trained to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, doing something a little bit more subtle, like, they wouldn't have gotten to necessarily, like, use all of those, like, epic skills. Yeah. I get I get that. I get that. 
kind of like a, a cool hand to hand combat. An Ethan you know? Hunt, like he's yeah. well trained, and we get to see how trained he is, right? Because he can get him out. How's he gonna get out of this one? He's gonna fucking uh, ride a wrecking ball on a helicopter. That's how. And they're gonna, you know, jump off a crashing building. And yep. Yes, indeed. Um, I think I mentioned the Mission Impossible masks earlier. I also like because I I don't have you know a super deep well of movie knowledge to draw on as everybody knows. Right. I don't do a lot of fucking movies, but um, I got like a lot of Ocean's Eleven when they're like explaining they like do like this mask pull off thing and then they cut to like show you them like planning how they were gonna like do this play. And I'm like, damn, I wish they had, like, set it up so we knew that this was going to happen. Like, I would have loved, like, more of, like, an Ocean's Eleven style. All right, we're going to go to the Red Room. And Alexis. But that ruins do... it. I know. I know. You, it's you more... to, I know. You'd have to change the entire movie. It doesn't, it doesn't work. No, not even that. It's just, like, it's more fun as the audience to have it re- be revealed. Because you're okay, like. Well, <gasps> okay, well, hold on. Actually. They're caught, my, you know. My note, that's not even, like, what I meant, apparently. I, okay. I changed my thoughts mid-reading wow, a comment. 180. Um, yes, I liked the heist movie style flashback to making the plan. I was saying that I wish the movie was structured more. Oh, so the whole thing was, a like, this was a, the plan. The, the plan was always to recruit, which it was in a way, like we're getting like this, this group together to go take down Drakov, but to more clearly lay out like, oh, Drakov's here and here's where we're going to assemble this team. Alexi's here because he can do X and Alina's here because she can do X and we're going to have to like hash out our problems. But then we all like do our thing because the oceans trilogy did that three times. Well, and four times counting eight uh, to great success. Yeah. It's a great formula, but it would have been really hard to sell in this well, context. They wouldn't have been able to do all the family stuff and all that. But yeah. I did like that they each had a role to play mm-hmm. once they were there. Yeah, for sure. Like, they, they did a it, good job with and, that. And like the pair ups, like, um, Alexi fighting Taskmaster was great, and Florence doing the Black Widows mm-hmm. and stuff like and that. And I had a note for the theater watch where I was like, I really loved Alexi's reaction to finding out this plan, <laughs> which I still I loved it. He's like, what? He's like, I was I was burying my soul to you, and it was you this whole time. Like, God damn it! I'm, I'm having a tr- hard time hearing you. <laughs> yeah, I just so want to say something. I really loved that. That was great. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other like note that I had towards the end was like, do we really need like a quote unquote like f- death fake out for Elena, like when she like puts the st- like spear in the propeller of the plane? Right. I'm like, did are we gonna <laughs> imagine someone being like, oh my god, they brought Florence Pugh in to the MCU and then they killed her in the first movie? They killed both Black Widows. Now, I thought we did see, like, a deleted scene or something like that in, like, maybe, like, the making of or something where, like, um, Nat does make a deal with, what's his name? Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. Yeah. Like, because she has the stuff that she downloaded from the computer. Like, is it not, like, that she's, like, you can take this and, like... I'm going to walk away. She, I, I feel like I hear her saying, like, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to walk away, and you're not even going to follow me. That's that's pretty much. 
Yeah, so let me see. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. This and up. I feel like we saw something, even if it wasn't like fully finished. And I and I thought the reason they didn't do it was because they couldn't get William Hurt back to film it. So, let's see. I just pulled up this Screen Rant article. Who are you know not? We'll see if they're correct about this. So just like restating that after the red room gets blown up, um, the the fam leaves. Yelena is taking the other widows. She's going to leave. Um, and then yeah, we have. Black Widow there, she's watching, like, Thunderbolt Ross Convoy fucking roll in, like, 12 SUVs deep. And then we, we cut to black two weeks later, and she's leaving. Um, there is a deleted scene there where she gives herself up when Ross gets there. Um, and she's like, yeah, I blew up the, the red room, and it's, like, falling out of the sky. So, like, okay. Um, she gets, like, arrested. Uh, Natasha is like, I was, like, working by myself. Like, I did this. There was nobody else with me. Um, Ross is like, yeah, you probably help, but like, we don't, we don't know what side you're on. Um, and at one point Nat just like stops talking to Ross while they're in the car. Um, and then Ross like looks back and she's like escaped from the vehicle. And then it cuts to like, she, she got away. She just like dipped out of the car. Yeah. That's not what I remembered, but I, I could be conflating it with like another, Natism from like another movie of yeah. her being like I'm gonna walk away, kind of thing. But that's fine. I don't know. Maybe maybe there was another one, but I, I no, still. I mean, I gotta wonder why they cut this one though. The director was like, we we left it, so there's the question of how she would get away. Yeah, so I like, kind of got already... that. I thought that was fine. That I didn't need to see what how she dealt with Ross. Because I, I was like, she'll be fine. I didn't need to see it either, but it was a weird way to like leave a scene. Not a, not a big problem at all. But I was like, kind of. A, it was just a weird cut. They weird just cut. showed them approaching too early. Because mm-hmm. then we had this like whole thing with them getting on the plane. I'm like, well, she had plenty of time. Yeah, she could have just gone on the plane well, with them, well, and they dropped that, her off. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then we have our our post credit scene. Uh, with we well. Or we're reintroduced to uh, Valentina. Well, we get her Contessa. name for the first time, right? Or no. do they say it? In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she like reads it off and it's like... Oh, right. Because it's so ridiculous. And she's like, but you can call me Val. And she's like, actually, don't ever call me that. Um, which, of course, like this was supposed to be the introduction to her character. And then we would see her again in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But COVID fucked it up, so we meet her there first. We still don't really get her role. No, like now? Currently. Yeah, it's it's arguably more confusing. So, yeah, we first see her recruiting John Walker, and she's like, we're going to need you because, like, we're going to fight some, like, dirty wars. And he's like, okay. And he's wearing a black Captain America costume. Fine. We see her in this. She's recruiting. We don't know who she's working for. Unclear, yeah. And then we see her in this, and she's recruiting Elena to go kill Hawkeye. And then in Hawkeye, we learn that she was kind of hired through Kate Bishop's mom, and that's more confusing because it seems like JLD's working for the government. And then we see her again in Black Panther 2 where she's definitely working for the government. She's the director she's of the like, CIA, yeah. and she was married to Everett Ross. And we're like, what the funny. fuck are you doing? Are you, an, are you a government agent, or are you, like, fucking hiring assassins to kill people? Maybe both. I mean, I think we're not supposed to trust the CIA. Well, that's a given. <laughs> but... I uh, I In think this she's born movie. She's gonna right. 
She's going to be in Thunderbolts, I think, and I'm assuming she's going to be a really big part of Thunderbolts. And maybe she'll be in the new Captain America. Who can say? Uh, I just like to imagine a non-existent individual who is like, oh, I'm going to go see this Black Widow movie. I don't know what Marvel movies are about. I didn't watch Endgame. <laughs> and they watch this post credit scene, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> it was also really sad. It is very does sad. the whistle. Yeah. It was sad. And all I got to say is like, this, it was sad, but it got me very hyped for the Hawkeye show when it happened. I was already excited for the Hawkeye show. It's like one of the five people. Um, but that show was like a really great, like, epilogue they, slash sequel to this. They used Florence Pugh's character really well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess we got to rewatch it. We'll get there eventually. No. We're rewatching the cinema. Maybe we will just rewatch the show though. Hawkeye is one of the shows that I would rewatch. I wouldn't like I wouldn't rewatch all of them. I would rewatch WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yes, we will. When once the writers strike all those shows that aren't being created, once we stall out on current content. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to go back to the No one that's gonna be. We will see. Let's fucking pay the writers, guys. Get on with it. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. I hope. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too horrible. Well, I was just going to say, well, yeah, I guess that was going to be my sentiment, too. Uh, Let us know if you want us to keep doing these rewatches. Returns. Or, yeah, our returns. Or if you're like, fuck off. I've heard this already. But don't don't tell us No new ideas. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going in circles. I I think those were all new ideas. Not all. I think some of those were new ideas. This felt like a pretty fresh conversation. I think I had some pretty hot takes. Yeah. Very hot. I got to go take a cold shower. Whoa. Settle down. (laughs) Well, until next time, y'all. We We are... are Out of the Superverse.